You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, my goal is to separate fact from fiction as it pertains to the wife-centric lifestyle. Uh, Wife-centric being hot-wifing, cuckolding, stag-vixen, any combination of those, as well as some of the interracial slash uh, BBC lifestyle thrown in for good measure, being that that's what I'm heavily involved in myself. So with that out of the way... Um, I have a, a very an episode that I'm excited about because I've been I've been keeping my eyes open uh, for these types of couples. So whenever I encounter them, I'm always excited to talk to them, even more so when when they are willing to come um, on the show. And by that, what I mean is there is this narrative out there that I've been working hard to change. But there's this narrative that's out there that. For a couple to be successful in this lifestyle, for a couple to kind of walk through that door, that you have to have had this established, committed, long-term relationship beforehand, i.e. being married, Um, that this lifestyle is not really available to, to those couples who come together with this lifestyle being a focus from the beginning, meaning someone knowing that this is the lifestyle I want to lead. So let me find someone who is open-minded enough to walk this path with me. Um, So I'm always keeping my eyes open for couples who kind of uh, start off that way because I believe that that is a viable path. Um, and, And I speak on that because that's my own path. Like I knew that this was what I wanted. So I made sure that I was trying to meet people and being honest with people about what I wanted so, you know, I, I definitely feel a kinship with those types of couples when I encounter them. So with that being said, I want to introduce you to Abigail and Dustin. They are a, a new uh, cuckold couple who's walking this path. So why don't you guys say hey? Hi. Hello. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you for sitting tight as I have my, my rather long um, uh, intro. <laughs> um so I guess just to kind of give my, my listeners just a, a quick little uh, background, how old are you both? I'm just turned 43. And I'm 48. Okay. And so, like I said, you guys have, uh, you know, decided to walk this, this path of, of, of cuckolding. So I guess um, being that I know your backstory because I've talked to you, but my listeners don't, I want to start with you, Dustin, and that where did this all happened for you like when did this all get on your radar the fact that hey there's this thing out there where guys you know enjoy seeing their partner playing with other people like how did that first get on your radar uh well stemming all the way back to college i was with a woman and we would uh of course the experiment in college and we had threesomes with two women well one time we had a threesome or actually forced on two guys, two girls. And I, in the middle of it, I saw her with another guy and I was really turned on 
So it kind of didn't, didn't like spur my attention right away, but I was curious, like why that turned me on. Mm-hmm. And then in 2001, I was watching Boogie Nights and the scene where the husband walks in and catches his wife with the young stud. And she tells him basically go wait till I'm done. Uh, left that movie theater extremely turned on and kind of freaked out. Like, why did that turn so much? I want somebody like that, but that is so wrong. Yeah, no, ab- no, absolutely. I mean, that that's a that's an interesting way to be um, to introduce to it. Um, and as far as the stuff that you did in college. How did you, like, did you put it out of your mind really quickly? Like, oh, shit, that, you know, like, why am I focusing so much on that girl getting fucked by my friend instead of this woman that I'm fucking myself? Like, did you dismiss it really quickly? Or did it keep playing back in your mind? I kind of neither. In the moment, I was like, that's pretty hot. And then after it was over, you just kind of go on with life. But after discovering this lifestyle it always popped up in my head remembering that moment like huh maybe that was like the initial seed of being exposed to it because at that time the late 90s it was no internet really right and there was online porn and you could look at playboys and penthouse but nothing in there ever focused on that type of lifestyle so it was it just kind of keep my interest like huh maybe it started there Okay, so you you have the the Boogie Nights incident, you know, where you're watching the movie and you, that scene comes up and it's like, okay, so how did things come together? Like like after that, I guess what I'm saying is, both of those things seem like like accidental almost, like you were just a, a bystander as something happened in front of you. What was Absolutely. the what was the catalyst that made you start taking on a more active role, whether it was seeking it out online, finding books, like just trying to find out more about it and being more proactive about it instead of like the first two instances where you were just kind of sitting back and something happened in front of you? Well, at that time in 2001, I was dating a girl. And we kind of, after that, I just start kind of mentioning like, hey, I might want to see her with somebody else. Well, she wasn't too hip on it she'd engage in conversation but never acted out and then 2003 i started dating somebody that was hypersexual and totally open-minded and that's where we first uh, started dabbling in it she'd bring guys home i'd watch from a closed <laughs> bedroom or a closet because back then it's still very taboo right right but at that time the cuck angst would overwhelm me and I'd be a drama queen and she'd get tired of the drama and cut it off. Then we'd both want to go back to it. And that was over like a three year span. So just to kind of give my listeners who may not be aware of the term you just said, you mentioned the the cuckold angst. So, you know, this would be, you know, she would be playing and would your reaction happen during or after? Um, I'd be hyper turned on leading up to it in middle of it. I'd be extremely turned on, but then start getting the jealousy feels because at that time, that's how your brainwashed or I'd say you're raised mm-hmm. like this. Should, and afterwards I feel extremely guilty and what's wrong with me. And Oh my God, does she want him? Just all those millions of feelings rushing through your head, not understanding that, 
if I'd be accepting and just calm with it, it'd be great. Instead, afterwards, I'd be on him. Oh, my God, I don't think I can handle this. There's something wrong with me. And she'd, of course, any woman would be tired of it, like going back and forth. Right, right. So there were quite a few arguments. We're still great friends to this day with that same woman. Um, but, yeah, there was, it caused a lot of drama in the relationship. But when they tried not to do it and not talk that way, then it becomes mundane and boring. Right. Yeah. Once you kind of experience that spark. Um, yes. So you said you were with her for about about uh, three years. Is that pretty much what your pattern was? Was, you know, you get with these women, you have these short relationships and they kind of implode and on to the next one. Did you get married at all in that time? Like how did what what how did things progress after that? Well, I was in a profession where I would have to leave for a year at a time every other year for about 10 years. And so I would seek women that would possibly be open to it. But at the same time, knowing the profession I was in and how much I'm gone, I started learning about the bull side aspect of it. Um, and I started playing as a bull. When I get into relationships, it's very hard to throw this out there at a woman for her to be like, oh, that's really cool. Let's do it. So I'd start dating six months in not planning or trying to stage it, but Hey, this is what my interests are. What's her kinks. What's my kinks. And that's how I'd introduce it. And sometimes it would catch, sometimes it wouldn't. And then I'd have, I'd say I'd have, I've had about three prior to this one, serious cuckold relationships. One of them was a marriage and the other two were relationships each between two and three years. And those stem from just kind of introducing it through that conversation. Um, there was times that I would purposely seek out somebody for that relationship, but then I felt like I was trying to set up a scenario versus trying to find the right person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of how it went. So, so if I'm hearing you correctly, then you did marry once. Yes. And how long did that last? That one was two years. Okay. So pretty much, Every relationship you've been in, you've tried to inject this in some way, shape, or form with varying degrees of success. Yeah, so in the beginning, it was very unhealthy, <laughs> the way I was probably doing it. And then over time, I just like, I'll find the right woman. And if she is the right woman and doesn't want this lifestyle, well, then, hey, I found the right woman for me. And we can talk about it or, you know, you accept, do I want an unhealthy relationship cuckolding to one healthy relationship with the right woman and dreaming of having both. Right. Um, so I just left it at later on, like I'll just date and if somebody is open to it, cool. If not, if they're a great person, then I'll be with them. Um, but to find somebody that's both is very rare. So I guess for a little bit more information, when you say that when you were doing it before that it was kind of unhealthy, can you give me an example of things that you like when you reflect back on it, you recognize is like, no, that was wrong for me to do it like that. Oh yeah. Because I go into it with an image, with the way it should be done, with how it should be done, with how she should look, how she should act, not being controlling, but in my mind, like, Oh my God, this is the lifestyle I want. And I want to see these things. But you naturally propagate that into a scenario. And all of a sudden, it's like if she's not wearing the right thing or she doesn't feel like she's doing the right thing, it kind of pushes them away or shut, turns them off. 
And so kind of like I think I've heard it before, a backpack cuck, where it's basically this kit. You must do everything in this kit for us to have this relationship, which I feel is extremely unhealthy because once you give her the free key and reign just to have as much fun, you'll get your mind blown. No, uh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you, you, you bring that up. I believe that's, uh, I know Venus has said that on, on her show. Um, that's right. Very similar concept, uh, just to get people to understand what it is we're talking about. Um, you use the term a backpack cuck. And that is basically these husbands, these guys, they think about this so much. The analogy that I use is like they come up with a script, like there's like a movie script in their mind that this is how my cuckolding relationship is going to be. And when they meet a woman, it's like they want her to adhere to this script in their mind, you know, and the moment she deviates from that script in any way, be it the way she cucks him, the way she dresses, whether it's, you know, he wants her to be a gangbang slut and she'd rather be with one guy or vice versa. Like, however, however she chooses to go, if it deviates at all from the script that he had in his mind, it causes problems. Like, he reacts to it because he's projecting what he thinks it should be on her instead of allowing her to kind of find her own way. Um, so you would say that that's, you were definitely guilty of that early on. No, a thousand percent. Okay. So fast forward a, a little bit, you said you kind of got this mindset where you were like, you know what, in a perfect world, I would have both. But if I had to choose between a toxic relationship with cuckolding or a great relationship without cuckolding, I would rather have the great relationship without cuckolding. So when you get to that point, how long was it before you met Abigail? Like, was she the first person you met once you kind of came to peace with that with yourself? No, probably six years. I was single for six years on purpose because I wanted to find just a healthy person in the relationship side of it. Right. And so I would go on dates and I made many friends through it, but none that really clicked with me or them and not in a bad way just you're just different right just on different ages yeah and i resign the fact the rest of my life i'm just gonna stay driven build the most incredible life i can and somebody will come along and so i was listening i don't know which podcast but i heard about field the website and so i joined it thinking ah, we'll just see how this goes for open-minded couples i thought it was like alt.com or something like that mm-hmm. but it was totally it just seemed like a good little website and i just straight up threw it on there only interested in cuckolding relationships well <laughs> this very rare unique woman comes across and she's like i don't even know what that means i had to look it up and we started a great conversation and it's been mind-blowing ever since you're welcome <laughs> okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to pause you uh, right there because we've kind of built up your, your backstory. Um, uh, Abigail, and you said you don't mind me calling you Abby. So I'm just going to call you Abby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of take me back to your history. Um, I, you know, I know we talked and, and you said that you've been married before. Right. So twice. what, okay. You said twice. So what, how would you describe your your history with men like if you had to sum it up how would you describe Mm. it 
prior to oh, Dustin, of course. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to sum it up, I guess, but like, I haven't had the most, um, the best luck at picking great men. Like, I feel like I pick toxic partners who are um, controlling a little bit. Like, they like the fact that I'm really outgoing and fun and I like to be, like, I like to have a good time. But then when they get me, it seems to be like they want to tame me down mm -hmm. and to, like, shame me for my sluttiness, I guess. So you've dealt with, like, you're no stranger to jealous men. No, I have dated very jealous men. Yeah. So now I, I, I know we had talked and, and, you know, like I said, you mentioned that, you know, you had been married twice and mm -hmm. you said that when you were single, the times that you were single and you were seeing multiple guys that mm -hmm. you wouldn't necessarily tell them that you were seeing other guys. Right. But right. you, weren't, you weren't monogamous when you were dating. Right. I mean, there was times that I was, but um, the last, after my um, last divorce, I've been single for two years. Um, but yeah, I dated and I wasn't interested in being in any monogamous situation because um, I just wasn't wanting that. So I learned early on that if I told guys, like, I don't want anything serious. I'm still dating other people. They were like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But they really weren't fine with it. So then I was like, okay, well, I can't tell them that. So because they say they're fine and then they want to be slut shame you or I don't know. They just don't. They're not nice about it. So that's a term that comes up a lot on, on, on my podcast. It's a term that comes up a lot in the lifestyle. But just for in the off case that there's somebody who's not familiar with it. How would you explain what slut shaming is? How would you explain what it, what it feels like and, and how it makes you feel? It feels terrible and it feels very hypocritical because it's okay for guys to sleep around, but if a girl does it, you are gross and disgusting and you're not wife material and no one's going to respect you if you're sleeping around or if you've slept with several people like what kind of a wife or mother does that? Like that's how people talk about you and what kind of self-respecting woman does that? Like people say those things about girls that do that. I mean, you learn it at a really young age, actually like kids say it like in school. Like I think even moms say it to their daughters. Like I think my mom probably said it to me. Like you are who you hang out with. Like you don't want to hang out with her. Like, do you know her reputation? Like, mm -hmm. people get from a really young age and girls learn that. Like, don't dress like that. Like, I don't know. It's really terrible that what we do to little girls and you grow up and I just, I have a daughter and I don't want to do that to her. Like, I want her to love herself and know, like, she can do whatever she wants to do with her body. It's, it's interesting that you, that you bring that up. And I'd, I'd be curious to hear uh, Dustin's reaction to it. I never, ever, ever remember a conversation when I was growing up where I was advised not to hang out 
with a certain guy because he was a ladies man. You, right. you know what I'm saying? Like maybe you were advised not because that kid is dangerous or that kid's a thief or he's a bully. Like there were those reasons maybe because the kid was violent or a liar, you know I mean, or something like that, but never because of his promiscuity, you know, like, Hey, don't hang out with that guy because he gets around. Like as a guy, you just, that never comes into, you know, the equation. So to hear you say how girls are talked to sometimes by their own mothers, how it kind of starts planting, you know, that, you know, that seed, you know, and, and, and everything. And I can imagine, especially when you reflect back on it and you see how those years and years and years of being treated this way and, and subjected to that kind of treatment pretty much from everybody around you. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, the one thing I guess that I find, I guess most damaging about slut shaming is so often it even comes from other women. Oh, most definitely. It's like the worst from women. It is. And it's, I feel like it's a little bit of jealousy too, because if you're a, a pretty girl and guys give you attention and other girls are mean to you and they're like, Oh, she's a slut. Even if she's not, you know, she's sleeping around and it's, it's terrible. And I don't know how that is ever going to be changed, but it's a terrible thing. So girls learn and women, you learn to just keep it to yourself and, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if that'll ever change, but. Well, we're trying to change it one, one person at a a time. I mean, I I guess the way that it's changing is not so much that you're changing society's views as a whole, but it's like this lifestyle has created like this safe space, you know, for women to kind of go. It's almost like a safe house, you know, where you're surrounded by other women who support you who encourage you so there's just something to balance it out so you're not always hearing that negative shit you mean from society and from media and from you know whoever it is you encounter you have this place over here where you're hearing messages of empowerment and happiness like there's just something to help drown out the you know that wave of of negative stuff that we all hear so i don't know how much we're changing it but I do know that there's this tremendous safe space over here that's been created so that you at yeah. least get to hear a positive, a positive message and, and women that support you and guys that care about you and, and, and everything. I think you're kind of starting to see that as you're mm-hmm. you know, progressing deeper into this. So back to your story. So prior to meeting Dustin, had you ever encountered a guy who was not jealous or who was not, who actually encouraged you to be the way that you say you naturally are this outgoing talking to people, dressing the way you are. Like, had you ever dealt with a guy romantically who was that way or had every guy pretty much been the, you know, the, the jealous controlling type? I've been with guys that are supportive of like me being me, but like, jealous of other guys attention towards me mm. you know but no one no one ever <laughs> close to dusted at all like 
he loves to see people like eyeing me when we walk, you know, through a store or when we're out places. Like, and I, I think I have been with a couple guys that like, like to see other guys, you know, look at me. Cause I mean, if another guy's eyeing your woman, you know, you got a beautiful woman. So Mm -hmm. it's a compliment. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. Other guys don't see it that way. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So fast forward. You, you know, because he said he posted a you know a, a profile on this particular site, and you came across his profile. Yeah. Okay. And you it was fake. What made you join that site in the first place? Because obviously you didn't so, join it looking for him. Obviously, like, so what was it that caused you to join it? Well, so I told you I was like, I'm not going to be monogamous. I'm going to do whatever I want. Like this is like the time I'm going to have fun and I'm going to have the best sex of my life and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to experience things. So I joined that site because I heard it was a real, is like a kink site. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get on this kink site see what's out there that's kinky, you know? And so I got on there. Hey, you and- found it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Tying me up and what I wanted all the things, you know? <laughs> And so I found him on there and I was like, he said cuckolding or whatever. And I was like, what is that? Because I'm he I, he messaged me or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to be anything anything monogamous. He's like, oh, well, have you heard of cuckolding? And I'm like, Google, what is that? <laughs> so and when I looked it up, I was like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Because online, it when you Google it, it sounds terrible. Oh yeah, no, it's not presented in the best way at all. No, you know, it's... I was completely turned off. Like, no way. I I envisioned this like tiny little guy in the corner, and yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. That's awful. So then he's like, sends me a podcast. He's like, listen to this podcast. Like, just check it out. Like, just check it out. So then I started listening to podcasts and. I was like, okay, it was Venus's podcast, and she describes it so beautiful. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay, like, I can really do it. Like, I'll give it a try. So, so Okay, so you meet Dustin, and he kind mm-hmm. of, you know, ex- you know, opens up this, 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 this new world for you. And you start, mm-hmm. you know, you start learning about it. How long were you skeptical? Like from oh, the God. like like from the moment you started talking to him, that that yeah. first conversation, up until there. your skepticism just totally disappeared. Like what? Walk us through that process. I was so skeptical because I was like, you know, I have trust issues anyway, just from my life, but. I was like, okay, this guy just wants to turn me into a porn star because he's been a fool. Like he had sent, he had a set life. I never even heard of that. Like, and he sent me all these videos of him as a bull. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I thought I was kinky, but like I was vanilla kinky. (laughs) (laughs) Here, look at this. And I was like, oh my God, like, there's no way. Like, and so I thought he just wants to turn me into a porn star. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like he wants to just 
take me to these places and watch me have sex with guys for his own like enjoyment. Like he's never going to care about me. Like there's never going to be any, but I thought, okay, we'll see how it goes. And we talked for several weeks before we met. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll give him a, I'll wait and see how it goes. And then we really started connecting like on a personal level. And then so for our first date, I was like, well, let's go to the sex club. I'm going to actually see if he's for real. So, so hold on for a second. So Sorry. that was your suggestion yeah. for your first date. Yeah. So your mindset was pretty much like, okay, I'm going to see if this motherfucker is really serious about what he's saying. <laughs> like, like right from the yeah. gate, you were like, I want to see if this is bullshit or not. Yeah, are you going to show up and show me the real shit or not? Mm-hmm. So you were calling his bluff? Yeah. Now, is there, was there a part of you that, like, you expected him to, like, oh, he's going to turn tail and run? Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's not. He, he thinks he wants this, but when I yep. show it to him, he's going to turn tail. Is that, was that thought going yep. through your mind? Yeah, I thought, okay, I'm going to go all out at this club. I'm going to – I had actually talked to this guy a little bit on set and I was like, well, we're going to be at this club if you want to meet us. So I kind of already had someone there that I knew like I could hook up with. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm like, I'm going to test him and see. So, um, yeah, immediately. And the guy was a big help because he went for it like completely, like immediately it was like, come sit on my lap. We do this. Like he had his hand up my skirt, like, immediately from like five minutes into the club and so it was on like and he didn't blink an eye like he was like moving people out of the way to like get a better view he was like people were trying to talk to him like uh does she know him is is, is that her bull or does she know him and he was like no she she just met him Mm -hmm. (laughs) so and from that from that moment i knew he was real because he wasn't pretending like he wasn't just, um, I don't know. He wasn't jealous. I could tell he enjoyed it. And then, you know, we went back to the hotel and then, you know, we had a whole thing there. And then afterwards, like, so it was that whole night that made me like realize like he actually meant everything he said. So after, after that night, you no longer felt the need to quote unquote test him. Like that was the test that night he passed with flying colors and you were pretty much on board with like, okay, this guy is genuine after that night. Yeah. Because, well, and I'll say back up a little bit because before that, like we hadn't met in person, but he told me like, cause you know, I was still dating when we met and he said, keep doing what you're doing. Just share with me. So I was still dating other people or hooking up with other people. And I would just send him videos and audios and this and that. So I was still doing that before we actually met, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, he, it's okay because he doesn't really care about me yet. Cause we haven't really met anyway. Right. So that night I was like, this is the real test. Cause anybody can get turned on. It's just like porn. I thought I was like, oh, who cares? It's just like porn to him. Free porn. <laughs> but yeah so that night it really just made me like really kind of fall for him honestly 
Okay, so let me pause you for a moment and, and, and go back to, to Dustin real quick. So could you feel that she was testing you? Like, were you fully expecting her to be skeptical of you? Uh, I think just not her personally, just naturally. Mm-hmm. That any woman would probably be skeptical because it's so outlandish if you hear about it. So, but... I was willing, like, I'll do anything, and I enjoy life, I love life, so, hey, if we didn't work out, it'll be a fun night that I can recall for the rest of my life, and watching her go for it, I was standing there, and the guy's, like, talking to me, and he's like, is that your woman? I'm like, yeah, he goes, you have no problem? I said, no, I, I love to watch my woman fuck, <laughs> and she heard that when she yeah. was sitting with that guy kissing it, <laughs> so I was enjoying it, like, if she was testing me, I couldn't really tell. I knew she'd be skeptical, but if it was a test, I, I was more into just having fun, and it seemed like a really great night, so I was just going along with it. But you said you were surprised that I really went for it, though, right? Yeah, I, well, with seeing the videos prior, I knew she had the freakiness in her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know I, about meeting this guy there, how far that would go, so I was surprised in a good way. I wasn't surprised, like, shocked, because right. I knew how freaky she could get but it turned out to be a i guess pleasant surprise yeah okay so i'm i'm listening to you and this is for dustin i'm listening to you and you you paint this picture of you know hey i'm 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 at peace with what i'm looking for i'm going with the flow you know i'm a a cool calm collected guy you know if nothing happens at least i have this great night and that's all well and good what i'm curious about is when did you start to see her differently? Like, when did it go from, hey, I'm just hanging out and having a good time to, oh, shit, this woman is special. Like, like there's something here, and I feel myself being drawn in. Like, I'm, you know, I present myself as this cool, calm, collected dude that, hey, whatever happens, happens, but I feel myself falling for this woman. Do you remember like when that started that? And maybe it was a while before you even told her, but I'm just curious, when did you start to feel it? Like, uh Oh, there's, there's something growing here. I would say it'd probably be a month after that. Cause that night, of course he'd fall for her sexually, but right. that's lust. So probably a month after that, the more we, we saw each other every weekend after that, I think, and being in person and then talking on the phone all the time, just seeing her naturally with her friends, her family and her extreme kindness She's so bubbly, energetic, positive, happy, and just her kindness is what I love. Like, she's one of the most kind people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And then being it with that side, like you said, my perfect scenario, it seemed like it all came to one. And I fell for her as a person weeks after that. And then knowing that we can have this beautiful lifestyle together, then it, I don't know, that just sealed it for me. Um, was there ever a moment and even maybe it only lasted for like a short time, but sometimes when there's something that we really want, even if it's kind of in the back of our mind, like our ideal situation and we there's a part of us that feels like, well, I'm never going to get that as long as I can get close to it, that would be great. But then you realize that, oh shit, my ideal moment, my ideal scenario it's it's right here, and I guess there's that natural feeling to be, like, afraid for a minute. Like, oh, shit, it's right there. What if I don't get it? You know what I'm saying? 
Like I didn't, I, I never expected to be this close to it. And yet here it is. Did you ever experience any of that? Even for a, a moment, like, Oh shit. What if I fuck it up? Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about in the past. I felt that in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I get so excited and then get feared, fearful. Um, with this one, no, because we actually, it's going to sound really weird because of all the cuckolding the first night, but it's been a very peaceful, pleasant, uh, steady pace build for our relationship. And I think both of us have had tumultuous relationships in the past that we've been hyper-focused on the normal parts, the trust, the love, the, I'm very driven. And so is she. So we actually talk about 90% 90% of the time more than this lifestyle. So I haven't gotten fearful in this one just because she's probably the most solid person I've ever met. Um, like in the past, the fearful ones, I think lust would take over. We're both in an extreme high. And then that's where I would get the fear. But I haven't felt that in this, I don't want to sound bad, but I haven't felt that extreme high in this one, but I've never felt an extreme low in this one either. So it's right where it needs to be. I think for, what I'm looking for. You know, it, it sounds like you're definitely, you know, cause I mean, we've had conversations and I've talked to both of you and it definitely sounds like you're kind of in that sweet spot. You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, which I think is, is, is ideal because it, it's consistent and you, we're able to be consistent with the, 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 the people that we're with. We're, like you said, you're not on that emotional, you know, highs and lows like you were when you first started this journey. Um, yes. But one of the things that, you know, about Abby, you know, getting to know you guys uh, over these last few weeks and, 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 you know, seeing the stuff that she posts about and talks about is, mm-hmm. you know, being in this lifestyle so long, you see women who, you know, they get introduced to it in a variety of ways. And, you know, some women, you know, some women tiptoe through it. You know, some women are kind of like feeling around in the dark, trying to, you know, trying to find their way through it, which is, is completely understandable when you're confronted with something so new and so different. <laughs> but then there are those women out there who they're they're like little kids jumping in puddles. Like, you know, there's some kids like you see them out in the rain and they're just like every puddle they see, you know, they're just jumping in it, you know, <laughs> and, and that's kind of what you remind me of with the way that you're throwing yourself into all of this almost like you have this attitude of where have you been all my life you know right um like you're 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 not wasting any time you know you're not holding back you know you're extremely enthusiastic um and i know that that's got to be a wonderful feeling for dustin because it's like like he was saying earlier in this conversation there's no pushing, you know, there's no. no pushing at all. Like this is, you're, you're a very, very self-motivated person in all of this. And one of the things that I really wanted to highlight and, and, and get that I felt was important for Dustin to speak on was how he's giving you the space to find your own way. Like how we said, you know, he, he realized the, the mistakes that he made in previous relationships where he had that script where he came in it as that backpack cuck, you know, like, Hey, these are what I think about. And I want you to kind of, kind of do these things. And yet 
he gets with you and he learns from those mistakes and he's kind of taking this hands-off approach like not not only letting you explore but also letting you fall on your own so yeah. i want to get you to talk about it abby but first dustin what what has that been like like how would you explain that approach that you have as far as hey as bad as i want this because it's one thing to say that you're going to be like that it's another thing to actually be in that situation and and put it into practice and not intervene and not interject and just kind of have this hands-off approach so can you kind of explain that to my listeners how that's working for you yeah it's working great but i want people to know this is not a hey this is how you do it you can do it it took me 20 years of a lot of mistakes um, to get to this point. And I'm a very slow learner. So a lot of hammers to the head on mistakes <laughs> that like I shouldn't have done. But now when we met, I said, Hey, make this what you want. Like I'm love, I love my life and however we do it, make it what you want. And I got a lot more to ask for because the first several weeks I was keeping a tally counter on our calendar and it kept counting up pretty quick. Like I'd be driving and I get a phone call and she's having fun. I'm like, how did you do this? <laughs> she's always like out of nowhere. It just shows up and she's got that personality and that sexy body that can just rock people's world. So out of nowhere, she's always showing like, I'll get this picture of an outfit and all of a sudden an hour later, I get this video of her having fun. I'm like, what the, <laughs> like, this is amazing i had didn't say a word in it i even talked told the other day like i almost never talk about cuckolding with her ever anymore because it's our lifestyle our relationship so it's never like oh we should do this we should do that it's just i'm like what's gonna happen next and it's pretty awesome like she's always even if it's not with somebody else like she'll post stuff on her twitter or fetlife won't tell me and i find it and i'm like oh my god that is so hot because i'm finding it and everybody else in the world's turned on by it. So she keeps throwing curveballs at me that are insane. Now, kind of give me, and I, because I, I, I had mentioned it a little bit ago where I said, you know, that, you know, you're letting her kind of find her own way and even letting her fall down and kind of, you know, make mistakes. Uh, can you give my listeners an idea of like an instance where you saw a potential pitfall, a pothole in something. And you were like, you know what? Let me let her go through this on her own because it'll impact her more as opposed to me saying, hey, you shouldn't do that or that. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent because um, she's so new to this. She felt like any guy that told her I've been a bull for a couple couples, which is the key phrase, <laughs> um, is a true bull. And I'm like, oh, no, like I'm a millionaire and I own <laughs> Like anybody <laughs> can do that. Um, so there'd be a lot of times guys talk to him like, Hey, and I would never wait and say something afterwards. I'd always drop something in the beginning. Like, Hey, I have concerns about this guy, but I want you. And she runs the show. So I'm like, Hey, I know you're going to make your decision, do what you want, but here's some of my concerns. Here's some key phrases. They said, here's the way they're acting. But she would sometimes try to define me on purpose, <laughs> and she would find out later on. And one I can remember took almost two months for her to figure out. And then there's others she'd figure out pretty quick because they'd say, oh, I've been a bull for a couple couples. Or eventually he can be involved. Um, or they drop hints like, hey, we should just have a relationship. And they're like, but just joking. And I'm like, these are not things in this dynamic that should be said in this spectrum. Um, but I also don't want to be that guy that 
she's going to shut her down. Cause we did have a moment where she's like, I feel like you're just being negative. And I'm like, these are the guys I'm concerned about, but you've gone on with them and it turned out bad. I said, that's why I'm being this way. And as you've been in it for so long with me at 20 years experience, I can almost feel it within minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of guys, I don't feel a damn thing. And like, I love these guys. Like they are an asset to what she wants to do and what I love doing. So it's not always I'm saying some, there's several guys that I'm like, hell yeah. Like when's the next time? <laughs> but yeah, that's how it's been. So, um, Abby, I want to kind of talk to you about, I talked about how, you know, how you just have thrown yourself, uh, into all of this. Mm -hmm. And, and, and when I say throwing yourself into it, I'm not referring to just the playing with other guys part. I'm talking about how you interact with him, how you, you know, uh, you know, I see women who struggle with, you know, you know, for, for cucks that enjoy humiliation, I see women who struggle with that. Um, but, but, you know, you seem to have gotten a grasp of that and the teasing and the denying and the chastity and the, you know, you know, the pegging and and like, you're, you're just kind of enjoying it all. So for my listeners out there, where do you think that comes from? Like, why have you taken to this so naturally? Why does this come so natural to you? I don't, I don't know. I've always like been a pretty confident person, obviously a very sexual person. Um, and so the, I don't know, I feel like, well, the pegging, I feel like you gotta feel, you, that is a confidence booster, man. You feel, first of all, you feel sexy as fuck, like pegging, like I think girls look sexy doing it and it's, I don't know. Like you're so in charge and I don't know. I get a fucking ego. Like he tells me I look like I'm in a trance when I'm doing it. And I don't know. I, I fucking love it. And I didn't know if I would. So when we talked about it and he had told me that he had an interest in doing it, I'll be honest. I was really kind of nervous about it. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'll like it, but I'm down for whatever. Like, Anything that turns my partner on turns me on. Like, I've always kind of been that way. Like, if it turns you on, it turns me on. So maybe that's also another part of why I've jumped into it, because he likes the chastity and the humiliation part. And I never thought I could like the humiliating part. But um, the more I do it, I don't know. It just is more fun. And initially, like, I didn't think I could do it at all. And and to be honest with you, like, I do the humiliating thing, but I don't really think it humiliates him. I think he just laughs at me. But he he's always been down for, like, anything and everything, like, I've told him to do. Like, well, I've made him wear Let's be honest chest. about something, I guess, to give my listeners an idea before you, you continue, which is funny about the humiliation aspect and the chastity. I mean to put it yeah. to put it bluntly, he's got a big dick. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you know like like he's not you know like he's yeah. not out of you know out of I guess you would say central casting of you know what a cuck is packing downstairs. So he definitely kind of dispels that myth that oh well cucks by default have little dicks. Like no they don't. Sometimes they no. do, but sometimes they don't. 
you know, but yet you still manage to, because I think you told me you call him what, shrimp dick, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And he just laughs at me because I'm always like, hey, shrimp dick. And he'll be like, I'll show you shrimp dick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, something else that I wanted, I want to, 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 to ask you, uh, and it kind of goes into, you know, what you were saying earlier. That's why I just kind of saw this opening. I know that it hasn't all been sunshine and rainbows for you. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it never is, even though that's what gets the spotlight shown on it. So what I'm curious about is what hasn't come easy for you? Like what, you know, what aspects of this do you find yourself, you know, maybe it took a little longer for you to get comfortable with or accept the idea of, or maybe you're still trying to come to terms with it? Like, are there any parts of all of this that didn't come to you so easily and so naturally? Me? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, some of the, some of the humiliation part, like I was like totally against it. Like, and we've talked about some scenarios, like I like I'll humiliate him night and day like when it's him and I like relentlessly like I'll relentlessly humiliate him Mm -hmm. but I have I struggle with trying to do it in front of a bull I've never done it actually like I even um actually I don't even know if I've told you this but I know like the last time we were with a bull he had his like sometimes I'll make him wear panties when I tag him Mm -hmm. like when it's and I saw that he had panties in his bag, but I've never made him wear panties in front of a bull because I feel like that would be humiliating. Mm-hmm. But like he definitely do it. That's what I'm saying. Like anything I tell him to do, he does it. Like no matter what, he doesn't ever fight me on anything. Like he's down to do whatever. Um, but I do struggle with with that aspect of it. But he would absolutely do it. If I told him to like answer the door naked for my bowl, he would do it. Like absolutely do it. But I just feel like that would be so humiliating. Like I would love to like work up to stuff like that or like um, the fluffing stuff. We haven't done any of that. Like I haven't worked up the nerve to make him do any of that. So I have struggled with that. I would like to maybe explore it, but like, I, I struggle with that. No, I completely understand. And thank you for being, uh, you know, honest about that. Uh, something else I'm curious to hear from you is when I, whenever I meet women like you, and what I mean by like you is the women who are not just newer to the lifestyle, but have so much slut shaming in their past just everything that comes along with it like you said the dating and not being able to be honest with guys because how they would react to you and what you were taught and what you were led to believe and everything like that it's almost like it's it, it kind of reminds me of the wizard of oz in the sense that it's in black and white you know what i'm saying and then you meet dustin and you open a door and everything is in color you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it just it just looks different. It just feels different. And so I'm just curious, from your perspective, like, how would you explain that feeling of going from being completely, you know, torn down and ridiculed and shamed about this particular aspect of your personality 
to then come to this side and those very same exact things that you were put down and chastised for and ridiculed for are now being celebrated and cherished and loved, excuse me, and embraced. Like, what, what does that feel like? How did that feel when you first started experiencing that? It feels like, it feels liberating. It feels like I'm finally able to be my true authentic self and not like hide who I am. And like, I feel like the most loved supported than I've ever felt in my whole life. Like I'm trying to share it with all of my friends, like, cause some of their husbands are like, don't wear that shirt. And I'm like, they're not sure what to wear. Like wear it, wear it every day. Like wear it every single day now. Like I don't want, I don't ever want to feel that way. And I just, I feel like this is who I've always, I mean, obviously this is who I've always been, but it's just nice to just, I don't know, feel completely myself for the first time in my whole life. So when you walk around now, you know, when you're, <laughs> you're, you're out in the world, you're, you're going about your day, you know, you're in your sexy outfit. How different does it feel knowing that I have a man in my life who not only who loves me for this, but who supports me and encourages me is turned on by this. Like what type of armor does that give you? Because just because you're in this type of dynamic doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden like the slut shaming stops. You know what I'm saying? The right. way people look at you stops like that stuff still goes on. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're still in, encountering it. I'm sure every guy you meet is not down with this. Like I'm sure that the comments don't automatically just stop because you find yourself in this type of relationship. But I'm just curious as to how do those things hit you now? You know, whether it's the looks, the comments, you know, the judgment that people still have when they look at you, how does it impact you now that you, you find yourself in this type of relationship? I don't feel like it doesn't affect me really at all. Like I, I feel like this has changed my whole life in every aspect because, you know, I, I don't let any of those comments or if, if I do catch somebody maybe looking at me like, why is she wearing that or whatever? Like, I'm, I don't even care. Like I told him I was at the pool the other day and I was like, I wore the most skimpiest swimsuit I own. And I was like, I don't even care. This is the summer of, I'm going to wear whatever I want and I don't even care because <laughs> I mean, I, I noticed a couple moms look at me like, is she really wearing that swimsuit? And I'm like, I just walked even slower by him because I'm like, yeah, I really am wearing it with my kids at the pool. Yes, I am because they're just jealous <laughs> and I'm just not going to let it affect me. And I feel like him supporting me and loving me and giving me the confidence and he buys me like the sexiest lingerie and whatever and it's also helped me stand up for myself and other aspects of my life because I'm a people pleaser and I grew up with a narcissistic mother and I was married to a really abusive person and so like I feel like I'm really turning a corner as far as just being a stronger person all around don't you think yeah, absolutely you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, you know, one of the things that 
that I really have come to enjoy about uh, this lifestyle as a whole is what you just described, like that transformation that many women go through of, you know, becoming more confident in, in themselves. And it, it, it may start out as like a sexual thing, you know, whether it's, hey, I feel comfortable wearing these outfits, but that confidence also kind of permeates other aspects of them and they're able to kind of carry it into other aspects of their life. Um, so it's, it's one of the things that I try to talk about as often as I can um, because I see it so much. And so it's always great to hear women kind of put words to it and explain what that, you know, infusion of confidence feels like. And I know how much it makes, you know, the men in your life smile because like they've seen it and they knew that it would happen. But to get that confirmation and actually see you walking around with that glow about you, like I know how much the men in your life, not just in your life, but any woman in this lifestyle, I know how much the men in your lives like really appreciate that and really, you know, like how happy it makes them to see it because they want you to be the best version of yourself. Oh yeah. You know, so to actually see you making strides in that direction, I, I know how much pride it fills them with. And it's, it's, it's just, it's just a, 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 a really uh, beautiful thing uh, to watch. Um, Dustin, because that's so important, what you do as far as having this kind of, 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 of hands-off approach. And I know that you say it was, you know, this was years and years and years in, in the making for you. But what would you say, like, to those men out there who struggle with being able to basically to take their hands off the wheel, what would your advice be to them? Like, what are some things that they can do to, 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 to help them come to terms with it. And then what are some of the benefits that actually can result by doing it? In other words, what's waiting for them potentially on the other side if they do learn how to kind of take their hands off the wheel? Honestly, give up the idea of cuckolding has to be a certain way. It can be done in many, many different ways, ways we've never probably even seen. And by stepping back and loving her as a person first, but truly showing her, letting her see that she has all the freedom to do as she wishes, it'll be much greater than you could ever imagine. Because if you do it the way you think it's going to be done, that's all it's ever going to be. It'll never be greater than that. Can so, you, can you kind of go into detail about what you just said? Like, what exactly do you mean by that? Just to kind of clear it up for my if listeners. If you want to go to BBC or Sear in a bar making out with a guy, if that's what she has to do to fulfill your fantasy, that's what you're going to get. And that's, it's not going to be any greater than that because she's she wants to make you happy. She's going to do that. If you don't give her that latitude, if you're that backpack cuck trying to fulfill your kit and your tasks, you're only going to get if she's willing to go that far, what you want to see when I 
told Abby, make it what you want. There's times I've been blown away that I had no idea. I didn't think of this scenario and it's amazing. Yeah. And it can be, it may not be exactly what you want, but it could be way better than what you wanted. So that'd be my advice to them is just let go of the reins, give her the reins and love her as a person first. Don't love her because she cuckolds you. Love her as a person first and cuckolding is an addition. It's not the know-all be-all. You have to have that because you give her the reins. She's going to, she's going to, if she's truly into it. Well, cause there's been a couple of times I've come up with stuff and you're like, where did you learn that? Or where did you come up with <laughs> like, You need to stop listening to podcasts. Like where I, I've been doing this 20 years and where'd you come up with that? You need to stop listening to stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's way better than I could have ever imagined. I've had some great experiences prior to her. So, yeah. but those are experiences I wanted to see and that's all it'll be. Yeah. You know? So, you know, one of the things I'm curious about, and I, I had said something about this, but I, I know that it didn't come from either one of you. Has the L word been used between the two of you yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And who used it first? Who I used did. it first? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you laugh, Abby? Because <laughs> uh, it's just cute. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when when you, I'm curious, uh, for you, Dustin, how long has it been since you said that to someone? Mm-hmm. 2017. Okay, so not like decades. No, no, no. I was in a serious relationship 2017 for two years, and we talked about this lifestyle. She was a serial cheater prior to me, and I'm like, oh, here we go, but. She couldn't relate the fact that she felt it was wrong, but yet she would cheat on every guy. And we just never crossed that bridge. Of it. It, mm. I never, to this day, I don't understand it. Um, so she felt cuckolding was wrong, but yet she admitted to me all the time she cheated in the past. And But I was very into her. Like her, She had kids, and we were very close, and that was the last time I ever used it. Now one did break my heart. That's why I was promising myself to wait for the right one mm-hmm. and took Six years. I could have settled down in between there, but I knew it wouldn't have been right. Now, you said something earlier that uh, in the beginning, the one that you were with for three years and you kind of experienced a cuckold angst and going back and forth. You said that this woman is still friends with you. Oh, yeah. We, we're, we're very close friends. She's one of my closest friends. And I told Abby that from day one. I even sent her all of her text messages and she's got her own Twitter and chat life. And uh, she's still an extreme freak to this day. And she, no, there she follows Abby, and she thinks she's extremely hot. We, we, we have no secrets between each other. Yeah. Right. So, is she happy to see that you learn to kind of get out of your own way about all of that? Yeah. Well, funny story. Uh, we broke up in '03, and then uh, because of my profession, I came back to a location for a couple of years to work. And uh, she was married, met him, and phenomenal dude, and he was pretty much my twin. <laughs> so we were both of us searching for someone for her and we wouldn't find it so he and i would go back and have fun with her and uh so yeah it's kind of a crazy situation but she's super open super cool doesn't live in this country anymore um but she's got her own family like son mm-hmm. uh he had passed away from a disease phenomenal phenomenal man one of the greatest men I ever met even outside this lifestyle, I mean, as a person. So 
we're very both very happy for each other. Most are supportive, and she bounces things off me. I bounce things off her, and there's no secrets between Abby and I, no secrets between her and I. And so, yeah, it was a great experience to start it off with. No, that's 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 uh, that's really cool, and you know, I I I definitely get the impression that you know, and not just this kink that we all enjoy and and everything like that, but that you've you have a very clear picture of who you are, like a, a I guess like this sense of self that you have. I guess is, is how I, I would explain it, and um, I can imagine that you know, I guess you're the, that example of you might not like me, but you're going to respect me because you're honest right. about who you are. You know I mean, and where you stand, and you don't try to be what you're not. Um, and I know that's a way that I try to live my life as as well with that kind of level of authenticity. Um, so I know what it feels like and I know how it makes people gravitate towards you and how much they appreciate you treating them like an adult, like not lying to them, not saying what they want to hear, but just being, you know, forthcoming and kind of uh you know uh, you know comfortable with where you are and everything like that so i definitely want to commend you on that and i, I respect that like i respect that a, a a a great deal um one of the things that i'm sure my my listeners are curious about um is there marriage in your future like is that something that you guys openly talk about yeah we talk about it what we do yeah, <laughs> yeah we do. <laughs> Uh, now, is is this something? Because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I get it. You know, some people don't put that that target on it. You know, I mean, I always look at couples like you know Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. They've never been married, and they've been together freaking forever. Um, right. But you guys do know that this is who I want to spend my life with. Like, I want this person, at, you know, I as, mean, as a part of my life. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean. Like I said, this cuckling is our basis, but our life, 90% of it has nothing to do with it. We're mm-hmm. extremely active, all of our recreational activities, our education, our drive. Like, I'm trying to build a, a legacy with my own family, my kids and her. And so she fits all those boxes, even outside this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If uh, if she didn't fit all those boxes, then I don't know if there'd be a relationship anyway, so... Yeah, I I definitely foresee it. Well, one thing before I, I I I let you get out of here, I'm just curious to uh, ask Abby this question: Is the people around you, your your kids, your coworkers, have they noticed any kind of change in you since you and Dustin have been together? Like people make little comments like, wow, you seem happier or you seem more confident or you, Hey, I'd never really noticed you wearing those kind of clothes before. Like has anyone, even if you didn't tell them the reason behind it, has anyone noticed any kind of change in you since you guys have been together? Yeah, I think, I mean, my kids are like, you seem so happy and my older boys. And then, um, my friends all say the same and just a lot of people just tell me how good I look. I don't think I dress any differently. I've always kind of dressed this way, mm-hmm. but yeah, those are really the only comments I've heard is like, damn, you look so good. What have you been doing? You know, I think just 
like I said, I was, I was pretty in an unhappy situation. And so I kind of, you know, I think that just shines through when you're unhappy, it radiates. And then when you're happy, it just like exudes off of you. And I think people just see it in your energy and I don't know. So most people, that's really what they say to me is just like, yeah, what are you doing? You look so good. You look so happy. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, 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 that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I always try to be mindful of the time and I know that you have a, a, a prior commitment that, that you have to get to. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start putting a, a bow on this. Um, but before I let you guys get out of here, there are a lot of men who are in your shoes as far as where you were prior to meeting uh, Abby. And what I mean by that is they're into this lifestyle. They know that their ideal scenario is having this lifestyle be a part of their life. But they're struggling in, in how to find it. And what would, with that in mind, what would be your advice to help those guys, I guess, better better understand the process of if you're serious about finding this, this is what you need to understand. And if you understand this about yourself and about the process, you know, you'll be a happier person, whether, whether you find it or not, you'll be a happier person as you're trying to find it. So Dustin, what would your advice be to help those guys out there better understand what you previously went through? It's a first <clears throat> accept yourself for liking this. It doesn't mean it's wrong, right? Or it, it is what it is. And then be honest and truthful with whoever you're with. Because I've done the whole dating thing where you're going to sneak it in later on. Well, if somebody's never going to accept this, that's going to feel like betrayal to them when you do bring it up if you've already said the L word or you're very attached. So I would say be very honest and truthful who you are and Thank God for websites like yours, Venus, Shield, where we met, where you can be outright and forthcoming. Because if you get on a regular dating site and you're hoping to find it, you might. But I found more times than not, it turns in, it doesn't turn out very well. If you're trying to portray yourself as one way and you bring this up later on. So you will also find yourself very lonely and single for a while searching for this lifestyle. Because if this is what you want, you have to find the right person, but don't find the person for cuckold and find the right person for your life. But if you stay truthful when you do find it, it's going to be real. Um, so that'd be my advice. Just be honest with yourself and be know that you're not going to find one next week. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go down bar tonight and find one. It may take, like, it took me six years finally to find the right one. 20-some years of experience, but six years staying single till I... And you have to be comfortable with being single. You have to accept the fact that you may never find her, but also know that this lifestyle, you hear your interests. There's other ways to enjoy it through reading books, videos, however you want to do it for yourself, whatever you feel is right. But you have to be accepting yourself, comfortable, single, and don't push it. No, that's, 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 those are really, really great 
words of wisdom that you that you have there. So thank you for for sharing that. Um, for you, Abby. Obviously, your situation is a little different because you didn't know that you wanted this. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like you. This was even a thought that, you know, that 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 crossed your mind. But what I would say is, I feel like, like when people ask me about this, like how do I find a woman that that's into this? I I do feel like there's a certain type of woman out there who this lifestyle could appeal to. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of had that that image in my mind of 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 a woman who, you know, first, you know, ha- has an enjoyment of sex. Like they like, you know, men have never had to apologize for liking sex, right? But there right. are women out there who they enjoy it just as much as guys do. But they've had to deal with all of the the extra shit that comes with it, whether it's the slut shaming or the overly jealous guys because they like to dress provocatively, you know, um, you know, maybe they have, you know, kids from, you know, they've been married multiple times or been in multiple relationships. And so maybe they have kids from different relationships. And so all of that stuff creates this stigma of, of how people view you, you know, uh, whether it's men, whether it's other women, whether it's your, you know, like you said, your mother, you know, what have you. In other words, those women that have had to really kind of fight to own and even defend their enjoyment of of sex. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like women who kind of fit that pattern are, you know, I'm not saying that they would definitely want to be a part of this lifestyle, but I think they would be open to it because it shows them that they can have the best of, of, of both worlds. Because like you said earlier, society says that, you know, men don't marry women like this. They'll fuck them, but men won't marry women like this. You know, they'll fuck a slut, but they won't marry one. And what you've learned through this is, Oh no, there are men out there who, who, you know, who not only love a slut, but who embrace a slut and who want a slut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so my question to you is for those women out there who have a background similar to yours, who have experiences similar to yours prior to meeting Dustin, what would you say to them about the existence of this lifestyle? Because you said, you know, he introduced you to podcasts when you started and how those podcasts help you. So this is your opportunity to talk directly to those women out there who are currently where you used to be. What would you say to them? Well, definitely listen to the podcasts because that's what helped me. And it's not, and don't be scared of it. Like, I I think I was scared of the slut shaming and like him thinking, I was scared that he just wanted to make me into this big slut porn star or whatever and he wasn't going to have any feelings or care but there's there's so much love and it's such a beautiful relationship like because you in order to have the life this lifestyle you have to have so much communication trust and love like I've never had a relationship this open and honest because I feel like there's always been this part of me that I share with my 
partner and a part of me to share with my friends and then a part of me to keep to myself. With this, you have to share everything. And there's so much, you know, between us that we talk about that we don't share with anyone because other people that aren't in the lifestyle, they don't understand this, you know? So um, it's just such a loving relationship. And like, I would tell women not to be scared of it. And when you're with the right guy or your husband or whatever, it just brings you closer, you know, because you see your partner in such a different way. Like I'm too jealous. Like I could never like share him, but (laughs) Cause that's my dick, but, uh, <laughs> I, so I could never share, but so like that, the fact that he shares me gives me a whole nother love for him because like, I, I know I couldn't do it. And so like watching him whenever I'm with a bull and the way he loves me afterwards and cares for me and gets me ready for those dates. Like, it's just so beautiful. It's such a beautiful relationship. And then, our relationship outside of cuckolding is like so normal also, <laughs> you know, I just love it. I think women should embrace it and not be scared of it and know like you're not dirty. You're not slutty. Like women can love sex and it's okay to do it. No, absolutely. And, and, and very, very, very strong words. Um, like I said, I try to be mindful of the time, so I want to thank you both uh, for jumping on and you know letting me be nosy and you know ask all these probing questions and 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 share the story of your journey with my listeners. Um, I know that I would like to have you back because uh, there's definitely other things that I would love to bring up and 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 talk about, but I think that it's important to kind of get uh, the story of your journey um, out there first. Um, before I let you go, anything either one of you want to say in closing? No, I don't think so. No, I'm good. Thank you for having us on. Yes, thank you. Oh, no, it's 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 my pleasure. Um, before I get out of here, I want to say, like, like always, uh, a huge shout-out and thank you to my Patreon supporters. Um, without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, Maybe this will be the episode that will convince you, like, you know what? We like what that Michael C. guy is doing, and we want to, you know, we want to throw our support uh, behind him. Doesn't really take much, just a couple dollars a month, and it it allows me to uh, continue bringing you these fascinating people and viewpoints from from all around this lifestyle. Um, so with that being said, I am your host, Michael C. This has been another installment of the Keys and Anklets podcast. I want to say thank you to Abby and Dustin for coming on and sharing their story. And with that being said, I will see you when I see you. Peace.